Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 19th. Um, and I just dropped my dog off at the vet for a follow-up appointment. Nothing major. She had an ear infection last week, if you listen regularly. And I think she's ignoring me. I don't think that she, uh, you know, part of ear infection is, and you just don't know if a dog can hear or not, but sometimes when I let her out and I call her back in, she just continues to stare into space. So she's a little chewy. <clears throat> Eight pounds and she was not happy to, uh, uh, to go. Uh, I wanted to start off by saying to the audience who messages me, thank you, thank you so much. Um, uh, I am flattered, honored, uh, that you guys think I'm smart. I I'm just an idiot on here who, uh, espouses, uh, based on experience. And hopefully you take some of these trades. I posted yesterday, Boyle. Boyle's been amazing by the way, uh, in let's see, July 7th. So in, in just 12 days, uh, 70% gain from 4470 to $70. Now, it's down in the pre-market today. Let's kind of take a look at it. Boyle in Active Trader Pro. Uh, Boyle is down to 66. Um, that, that MACD on a, 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 a kind of five-minute basis, it's way down. The MACD is just way up. The RSI is at 65. Do I expect you to buy this one? There was a question yesterday. Well, what's my price target on it? I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a gap here between 94 and 110. Um, if you're asking where I think this one's going, I think it's going back up there. Do I think this run will make it? I, you know, again, 75%. Uh, if I, if I had gotten in on this one, when the algorithm said at 4470, um, would I be sitting there at $70 saying, God, I hope it gets to 110. Hell freaking no, not in this market because the rug can be slapped out from under you. Um, but that's just an example of kind of, uh, some of the questions that I get from some of you guys. And I want to thank you, um, again for listening. Uh, I was doing kind of a podcast review every now and then I don't listen to myself cause I can't stand the sound of my voice. Uh, but I got a 4.8 out of five star rating on Spotify with a bunch of reviews. I, I was shocked. Um, if you do listen, Go up there and rate it. it. I think the majority of my listeners are either on Anchor, or um, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. I think that's the, where the majority is. Let me see. Does it tell me podcast performance? Um, settings, podcast availability. Nah, it doesn't tell me on here. Um, my dashboard, I think I can go to analytics. But again, I want to thank you. Um, if you want to support... Uh, go to the anchor site. I think you can support even on um, even on Spotify. Maybe I'll throw a, a thing out there, a, a, a video. Yeah, so 70 percent of you listen on Spotify. Put a review up on Spotify. Twenty five percent of you listen on Apple Podcasts. Put a review up on Apple Podcasts. I didn't check out Apple Podcasts yesterday, but I'm assuming that the reviews are the same. Um, the majority far. By far, the majority of you in the are in the United States. So I really, really do thank you. Um, uh, again, if you want to support me, that's fine. If you don't, just take my freaking you know stock tips. Um, Boyle, you know KOLD is up today. Boyle is down today. Um, I do not see this one turning around. There is a gap here um, between Friday and Monday here between sixty five and sixty seven. Uh, my guess is that that gets filled on the way back down today. 
The bid on this one is $65.95. I think we go all the way down to the 64s today. Um, am I buying it? Maybe I'll take a couple hundred bucks and throw it in there. I was talking with somebody yesterday who said, hey, I uh, got in on Boyle, but I was too chicken to only take three shares. Hey, that's three more shares than I had the guts to do. So you're making money. Um, there was also a question about taxes. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows, do your tax research. Uh, short-term trading like this, if you're in a brokerage account, it is based on your tax bracket. So if you hold a stock for less than a year, the the capital gains on that one is based on your tax bracket. It will be at the highest rate that you pay taxes in. So remember, the U.S. is a marginal tax rate country. So if you're in the 50% tax bracket, that doesn't mean that 50% of your entire income uh, gets taxed at 50%. It might only be $1,000 out of the you know $400,000 that you make. Um, if you are in, uh, you know, a, a lower tax bracket under 80,000, you know, you, you do have to pay attention to your taxes and think of taxes as an investment. You guys, if you're listening to my show, you're doing research into stocks. You better be just do not listen to me, an idiot on the internet. I tell you this all the time. Do not listen to idiots on the internet when they give you stock advice. This is your hard earned money. Listen to me. Get the get the tips, but do your own research. That's important. Just like you're doing research into your stocks, do research into your taxes. Understand what you pay in taxes. Personally, I am I, rather I'm considered wealthy. I guess in the uh, according to CNBC's state by state kind of thing, I'm considered wealthy. I consider myself blessed beyond belief. Um, but uh, you know, I, I live a very meager lifestyle. I don't spend a lot, so I don't need a lot of money, and I live a low-income lifestyle. Um, you know, there are ways to do this, uh, but I have paid more in taxes in my lifetime than the average American because I've been so blessed over the years. So understand your taxes, understand um, uh, what you're paying, understand all of the implications of stock trading before you do it. Um, that's important. My mother kind of scolded me last night. She's like, you have people paying you for uh, support on uh, on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what kind of advice are you giving them? I said, the same advice that I give you guys that you guys don't take. And, and she started yelling about how I'm taking advantage of uh, my status in life and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I got scolded. Oh, well. But mothers have a, a, a way of doing that. And if you guys don't know, if I haven't brought it up, my friends call my parents the Costanzas. And if you watch Seinfeld, yeah. That's exactly one of my friends in high school, Jim Murphy, who was the lead singer of um, LCD Sound System, if you guys like that. Yeah, I went to high school with him, Ethan Hawke. There's a lot of famous people I went to high school with. And we weren't like rich people. No, we were not rich people. We were very kind of, I would say we were average, um, probably over average in the fact that I never knew we were poor, but... You know, there were times when my parents couldn't make the the mortgage payment and they had worries and they put off bills and things of that sort. So, um, but just like every great parent out there, you don't let your kids worry about stuff. So my parents didn't let me worry about it. It was great. Um, but again, I want to thank you guys. Sharing the podcast is another way you can help um, if you think people will listen. Um, I do put out on Twitter, just so you know, I have two sites. There's uh, Instagram and the Twitter. 
Twitter is a little bit better in that I can post and you can zoom in and you can see the charts and you can interact with it on a computer. Instagram, more for promotion. Um, I do interact with subscribers on Instagram, so I, I tell people, hey, I ignore my friends, but I will actually uh, uh, respond to you guys. Uh, but again, two sites. So I want to start out today with uh, the the note of Boyle obviously was a big one. I, I, I did, you know, hey, toot my own horn on that one. That should have seen it coming. Nat gas, by the way, has not is not done running, just like oil is not done running. Um, I've said this the entire way down. I've gotten oil wrong since the middle of June, but UCO passed up. Uh, we had a MACD cross up uh, last week at $35. I said buy that one. Um, I'm going to pause here because the garbage truck is coming by. I'll be right back. Okay. Again, I don't know what you guys can hear, but that garbage truck was super, super loud. Um, but UCO oil, I don't think is done. Um, they're talking about a rice Russian price cap where they will put a cap on the price of Russian oil. And I think it was JP Morgan. Somebody, a bank came out yesterday and said, Hey, you're going to see $200 of barrel oil. Well, you're at a hundred today. So if that's the case, you're doubling. Um, Warren Buffett continues to add Oxy. Let's see where Oxy is in pre-market. Up 0.28% at 60.22. Remember, uh, we had a MACD cross-up yesterday at $60.80. I said, hey, it was out on July 13th, but I still think that there's upside on this one. He's buying. He's inching his way to 20%. Is he taking it private? I don't know. It kind of makes sense if he were to take it private. Um, so oil in my mind is not done, but let's start today by looking at yesterday. What happened? We were one, two, 3% up, uh, in the market. Everything was going fine. Then about 10, 11, maybe 12 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood, Apple released some news. Uh, and the Apple news was that they are slowing hiring and slowing spending in 2023. Uh, that's huge. So remember how I said yesterday, hey, Apple's had a great run. Um, I've been looking at Apple and I was like, wow, we had a buy-in on June 22nd at 134. You're at 147. You got all the way up to 151 yesterday. Let's see. It was 151.57 at the high in the morning. So you got all the way up there. The RSI was at 69. I said, hey, the RSI is at 69. There's no way this thing runs up. There's something coming up. Earnings are coming up next week, July 28th. So something had to happen. So what did what happened? Well, it wasn't anything that the chart can tell you. It's what's called a catalyst. And the catalyst was Apple said, hey, um, we want to put something out there that kind of maybe telegraphs our earnings next week. Well, the earnings next week, in my mind, with that telegraph, are the guidance is going to be weak. Now, there's there's two reasons the guidance could be weak. Um, it could be demand. It could be iPhone demand in China. It could be iPhone demand in Europe. Um, those two places have had significant COVID issues. Um, they've had significant uh, slowdown in growth. Um, the Euro, the iPhones have become cheap in Europe. Uh, but the profits have also become cheap in Europe. So their margins are down based on a, a weak dollar. So are they are they saying, hey, there's, there's you know, oh, we had um, uh, 
uh, Katie Huberty uh, earlier in the quarter talk about how services are going to slow down. So are we seeing a slowdown in Apple? In my mind still, I think anything between 130 and 150, you back up the Brinks truck on Apple two, three years from now. When we're in a totally healthy economy, there was an analyst yesterday that I was reading who says that we're going to be at all-time record highs in the S&P um, uh, by the middle of next year. Mid, the third quarter, I think, is what he said. Uh, in my mind, hey, I, I tend to agree with him. I think we've got a recession coming. But you're looking at this stuff, and it's not an extended recession. Um, there, there's nothing that indicates to me that this is long, quote unquote, drawn out. So you've got Apple earnings coming out. They've telegraphed it. They've kind of taken the market down a little bit. You saw it in the big mega, uh, mega cap uh, tech stocks yesterday. Huge, huge turnaround. So that's what took the market down yesterday. You're seeing it up today because there's no other bad news that's happened pre-market today. You had IBM come out with earnings. They're down uh, 5%. IBM, if you're interested in some slow and steady kind of tech, kind of like Oracle, uh, you'd be out of IBM as of July 13th. The last trade was a loss for 1%. The algorithm loses you 11%. Buying and holding uh, IBM makes you 14%. The average win on IBM is only 3%. So in my mind, I do not think that you uh, you go into this one. I, I you know I'm not a huge fan of IBM. Uh, I think while I do think that they have an opportunity to grow, I think they have an opportunity here. They present a good dividend. Um, again, I go with the mega tap. Um, I, I, I slow and steady doesn't necessarily win it for me. If you want to protect your capital, buy and hold. Again, over a year you made fourteen percent. Um, but I, again, there, there's no huge bad news. The reason they're down 5% on their earnings is because of their free cash flow. And I think that has a lot to do with the weak dollar. And um, J&J announced their earnings as well. They were upbeat. Healthcare super, super strong right now. They did lower their guidance. But the CEO came on, CFO, I should say, came on CNBC and said, yeah, the guidance is down. But it's dollar guidance. It's not operational guidance. Our operations are intact. Our operations will meet through the end of the year. And our guidance is still the same. It's the strength of the dollar that's causing that dollar guidance, which is down. So again, IBM free cash flow. You're seeing kind of a theme here. Um, you know, uh, Apple announcing, hey, we're going to slow down spending. We're going to slow down uh, hiring. I think they'll have some impact. You're seeing, you know, Google with the split, um, you know, they're down 2% yesterday after the split. Uh, I still think I've, I've guided people to buy Google anything around $100 in my mind. Um, let's look at, uh, let me look, um, G-O-O-G. Remember, we trade here G-O-O-G, and the reason G-O-O-G is a subscriber told me, hey, when Google buys back their stock, they're buying G-O-O-G. G-O-O-G-L was my historic buy because that including vote, included voting rights. And then I, I you know, I, I should have known. Sergey and Larry, they own, what, 60, 70% of the stock. Your voting rights mean absolutely nothing until these guys actually start selling. So G-O-O-G is the one that Google buys back. 
G-O-O-G-L is the one, and it's out, G-O-O-G is outperformed by 1% year to date. Now, Google performance chart on the algorithm, you make 27% versus buying and holding, you make 42%. The average win is 7%. So I do want to claim that the algorithm is decent in this one, and the garbage truck is coming again. Hopefully you guys can hear that one, So, uh, but they're just passing by. So yesterday's split, it was down 2%. Um, the trading range in the afternoon was between 109 and 111. Uh, I think anything around, below 110 on this one, honestly, I'm resetting my kind of mind on this one. But you've been in this trading range between 104 and 119 uh, since April. So I, I, again, remember how I told you, I think we're in this trading range. This is one... Uh, in my mind, I've guided my parents to buy more. Um, I've guided my friends to buy more. I said, you just buy Google because, and here's what it is. G-O-O-G has a forward P-E. Um, let's look at G-O-O-G-L because do they have the right stats? Um, I don't think they have the right stats here. I think it's because it's it split, but they're saying the forward P-E is 0.84. Let's see if... Um, Fidelity has the right one. Yeah, P.E. ratio, 19.88. You've never seen something this low in Google historically. The last time Google was uh, uh, 19.88 on its P.E. ratio was probably, I'd say, early 2000s. Um, This is huge. Again, if you believe that Google's a growth company, which I do, it's trading right at the S&P, which is 17 you know, just to give you an idea, if you believe that Google is growing as much as Apple, Apple's P.E. ratio is 23. Google's at 19. Google's still your best bet. Uh, and remember, Google last year, I, I think in the last half of last year, was the, the winner um, of all the FANG stocks. So um, I, I, I do believe that, that Google's a good buy. If you want to trade it, I think you can trade it. You'd be out as far as the algorithm goes. You don't have a MACD cross-up coming today. It's still on its way down. The RSI is at 38. Um, do I think that uh, we kind of um, uh, head up from here on Google? I think so. Again, I think if you wanted to time it, I think 105 might be the, the absolute bottom if you wanted to look at that. I don't think you time it. I think you just buy it. Buy it and hold it. That's my suggestion. Okay, so enough about Google. By the way, I'm reading my notes here. Um, there was a an analyst yesterday that noticed um, for 60 on the daily on the uh, S&P, for 60 days in a row, we're under the 50-day. Um, and that's if we closed yesterday under 3,900 and we closed at 3,830. Um, so 60 days in a row, we're under the 50-day SMA. Uh, that's the longest since 2008. We're in a prolonged downtrend right now. Um, but remember, he also says, because the economy is strong, the consumer is still strong, um, there probably is a way to come out of this quickly. And I think that's what I'm hearing more of lately, is that we may come out of this quickly. Um, I do put, by the way, just talking about Twitter and my notes, uh, I do put trading tips on Twitter uh, um, from other uh, financial accounts that I follow. Uh, Tesla, I was just talking to my friend. I was I had to pause the podcast because I was uh, talking back and forth with my buddy. 
My buddy Steve who works at Tesla, he's doing a project with them. But Tesla is in a triangle formulation. And that means there could be a strong move. And the options market uh, is predicting a strong move, but you don't know which way. And that's the problem. Right now, you've been in this trading range between 650. It dipped down on um, uh, June 16th, all the way down to 625. You've been at 650 to 7, I'd say 760. Uh, 650 to 750, say, for the past, since May. I mean, again, it's been, you know, at the beginning of May, you've been in this trading range with a couple of bottoms here. You're, quote unquote, at the top here at 720. Again, if you go to 750, um, you're you're closer to the top than you are the bottom. Uh, The VWAP on this one is right around 700. That's why I kind of say, hey, at 700, um, buy it. Uh, at or under 700, buy it over 700, sell it. I'm listening, my dog snore in the background. Maybe you can hear her, but um, <clears throat> so uh, that's what I'm 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 basically uh, assuming now. Their earnings are coming up tomorrow, July 20th. Because it's in this triangle pattern, I would say if you've bought under 700, I would say sell it, uh, sell half of your lot. You know, let it ride, take some profits off the table. Uh, that's in this market, I think that's the best you can do. The RSI is in no man's land, it's at 52. So, right now, your guess is as good as mine as to which way this one goes. That's why I'm saying it, it the triangle pattern is, is a dangerous one. It could mean a, a huge shot up, could mean a huge lodge, uh, lot down. But there is one trader that I follow on um, on Twitter, Square something. He, he does a lot of Tesla trading. He's assuming we're going back down to 620 after earnings. He thinks that the China shut down um, some of the supply chain issues, um, maybe some demand issues and costs, uh, specifically in Berlin and, and Texas, which Elon has been clear about. Maybe those drag us down. And so he kind of is out. He's out of trading. Again, remember, uh, and if you're, you're not as experienced as, and, and has been in and as long as I am, I love trading around earnings. Every other uh, you know, Wall Street investment person will tell you, do not trade around earnings. It's too volatile. Um, I love volatility. I like trading. That's kind of my thing. Uh, so, but I wanted to make sure that uh, Tesla looked Gold is another one, um, and I think there's a, you know, again, there's an opportunity here. If you look at Barrett Gold, um, and the symbol is gold, this is a gold miner, and this is how I've traditionally played gold and other commodities, It's the RSI is at 33. You're coming off it at 25, um, and it's continued to go down. You've got this gap here between 16 and 19. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's at six fifteen ninety five to sixteen forty six, so it's it's about a dollar. You've also got a gap up here at twenty. Um, now the the volume, the uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna move this. Um, oh come on, I'm gonna restart, restart my chart here uh, on Transpider because I, what I want to do is I want to look at the volume, um, the volume spread on this. Oh, come on. There we go. 
Um, if I bring this back, there is a clear volume shelf up here at 20. This one's trading at 1582. Now, when you go to Finviz and you look at this, again, this is a minor. Their forward PE is 13. Um, that's probably too high. So their PE is probably getting crunched because you did have the, um, the run-up. Just to give you an idea, Rio Tinto, which I've talked about, their PE is 4. So Barrick Gold, when you look at it, they are a, um, the, the Finviz description, Barrick Gold engages in the exploration, mine development, production, and sale of gold and copper properties. Gold and copper are on their way back up. They had a major, major crash. Now, performance of this year to date is down 16%. So you're at, you're at lows on this one, but gold is entering a, a super bearish um, trajectory. And when you look at this company in particular, you bring this back to the pandemic and the pandemic low. Um, when I look at a weekly, uh, this is a weekly, the week of March 16th, that was the pandemic low. This one traded from 12 to 18. Uh, you're at 16 right now, 1582. So do I think this one's oversold? Absolutely. When you look at the weekly, the RSI is at 28. Uh, last week it was 27. So you're on your way up from a weekly perspective. The daily on this one, um, the out, by the way, just to be clear, the algorithm has you out of this. So it's not something that I'm saying, hey, look at right now. But uh, the, the death cross on the daily happened on July 6th. Uh, that's where the 50-day crossed the 200-day. You've got gaps all up this one. Um, you're at a, a super, super low. Um, and again, this is because of the commodity crash. You've got earnings coming up August 8th. Uh, it just hasn't been this low going into earnings. And when you look at last earnings um, back in February, and again, this was the commodity run, but back in February, they announced um, $0.35 cents per share uh, earnings. Then they announced 26%, 26 cents per share in May. Uh, it just fell off a cliff. But you got all the way up to 26 on this one. Again, if you, if you don't like this one, another commodity play that we've been talking about, CLF, Cleveland Cliffs. The MACD has crossed up at 1695. You're at 1554 right now. Boy, that MACD is just riding that strike line. The RSI is at 49. You're in no man's land. Their earnings are coming up July 21st, so Thursday. Do I think that this one, this one's probably a risk. Um, do I think it can get back up to $16.95 before their earnings? Maybe. Again, the asset performance, if you buy in uh, with the algorithm, you had 135% gain. If you bought and just held, it's 167. The average win on this one is 15%. This one's super, super, super volatile. So, I kind of like it, but again, if you look at pre-pandemic in this one, this one's not as low as gold. So, um, by the way, yesterday, analysts both I heard multiple say that utilities and energy still have the long-term uptrend, um, So, and they're still intact. Uh, I'll go back to single ET, stock ETFs. Apple tanked the market, J&J. &J. Netflix, <clears throat> they're charging a password fee to use the service in separate homes in Latin America. This could be big, but I think their initial tests were to identify multiple home users, meaning that you have one password used in homes that 
there's no way these this that same person is using it. Um, I think that's an opportunity. Um, Netflix, so you know, the options market is pricing in. They they announced today. The options market is pricing in a 15% move up or down from here. From here, you did have a MACD cross up uh, yesterday morning at 192.50. I kind of mentioned that one. You went all the way up to 66.51 on the RSI. You're coming down today. Um, Again, earnings are coming out after the bell. Options is pricing in a 15% move up or down. Uh, What's Matt Damon say? Bold favors the brave. Big move, big, big, big move. Uh, one that I got a question about yesterday was Home Builders too, because there's no way Home Builders will go um, up. Um, they're going to have to bring their costs down. DRV, DRV is your play. I don't care what Home Builders you want to play, just play DRV. It's triple levered. If you think that Home Builders are going to bring their uh, their earnings down, and you're a seasoned trader who does options, maybe you do some puts, maybe you sell some calls. Uh, maybe you, uh, you know, sell short. If you're comfortable selling short, sell short. I'm not, I'd rather use the ETF. I'm a simple, simple man. Like I I started the podcast saying I'm an idiot. I'm a total freaking idiot. Yeah. Clip that sound and let me use it on my soundboard, but I am an idiot. I don't know how to do this stuff. I'm not good at options. I'm good at reading charts. And should I be playing options? Absolutely. But DRV is a short-term triple levered bear on the real estate market. Uh, the buy-in was at 48.87. You got all the way up to 54. I said, take your 10% and get the F out. Hopefully you did. You've been coming down ever since. But that 48.87, you're still in. You're still in there from July 11th. Uh, you're at 51.16. I don't think there's a lot of big pre-market in this one. Uh, it's down at $50, but again, the pre-market is not great. Your 10-day volume is at 392000 Your 90-day volume is 322000 So you've got a volume on your side. You've got, you know, just overall, God, you've got everything on your side here. There's a clear volume shelf here. It's kind of setting up that this is going to be the capitulation territory. If we see a downturn, you're going to see this one run up. Um, Netflix, by the way, up at 193, pre-market up 1.25%. I'm just seeing it scroll across on uh, CNBC. Uh, big news about the Twitter trial, and I am going to go on long today, but the Twitter trial, uh, the trial today is about, hey, can the, uh, the uh, hearing, the actual hearing, take place in September or will Elon get the uh, judge to delay it? Elon wants it delayed. Elon wants this one delayed as long as possible so that that Twitter stock will absolutely 100% crash. He wants it to crash. It's right now at $38. 38 dollars ironically. Um, they're coming out with earnings uh, July 21st, so Friday. Uh, I'm sorry, Thursday. Um, yeah. What does the judge say? You know, Twitter's like, I think the judge lets it happen in in September. And I think the judge says, gets them both in, in, in open court and says, okay, Twitter, you didn't want Elon to buy this. Elon, now you don't want to buy it. But you signed a contract saying 5420, no questions asked. 
There were no stipulations whatsoever. The only stipulation was funding. Well, funding's in place. Funding's been done. He can't get anybody to back out on funding because it's already been done. He went through all of that. All of a sudden, the stock price comes down. He's trying to negotiate it down. Twitter's like, no, 5420. Dude, we're holding you to it. Performance chart of the algorithm, 81%. 3% if you bought and hold. The average win is 14%. This one is huge. Uh, the reason it's so far up is because March 15th, you got to buy in at 33.61 and it went all the way up to $54. So, uh, it got you out here on May 10th. I did not listen. I said, Hey, diamond hands, hold it, hold it, hold it. Well, I was wrong. Um, and again, Twitter, you can kind of take your pick on that one. Um, we're going to save that one till the end. Netflix boil again. I I think today, I think you're going to see a a little bit of rebound. Um, if it's like yesterday again, remember last week was what was, we were down at pre-open and up, uh, in the afternoon yesterday, we were up at pre-open down in the afternoon, but it was because of a catalyst last week. There was really no catalyst kind of bringing it up other than, Hey, we need a bear map bear market bounce. Um, today your guess is as good as mine. Let's look at the futures real quick. Um, CNBC, blah, 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 blah. Markets. Yeah. You're up about 1%. It's up 0.99 on the NASDAQ, which is what I trend to. Um, S and P is up 0.94. Dow's up 0.76. I know that, uh, I think UCO was up. Let me just see UCO or was it down? to 37.04. So it's it's marginally down. 37.42 is where it's closed. Uh, I think you're going to see oil. Again, I think oil kind of picks up. NVIDIA, we talked about yesterday. I love this one. This one was is up in pre-market at 164. Um, TQQQ, I did not trade yesterday because I got the booster and I wound up sleeping all day. I got some messages afterwards as Hey, I'm still in TQQ. Can I hold it? Absolutely. I think you're going to see a bounce in this one. Um, Again, I don't typically hold this. I will never hold TQQ over a weekend. I typically hold TQQ, SQQ, SBXU, um, Uvixi, uh, all of those I typically hold for maybe a day. Uh, I scalp them. I use Active Trader Pro to do it because I don't like TrendSpider. I think Active Trader Pro is just more um, uh, quick to turn around. So, uh, but... Again, I, in my mind, I think if we hold, if we do what we did yesterday, we're up in the pre-market and then down in the afternoon. Uh, if it holds true to exactly what happened last week, which was we were um, down in the pre-market and up in the afternoon. So take your pick. Uh, I will probably, I have lunch with my real estate agent and then I have to pick up the dog. So I probably won't be trading, but hit me up with a message. I want to end the day with um, what I found yesterday. I was doing a little bit of research and there's single stock um, ETFs. Now, remember how I told you I will not trade, um, uh, I will not trade short. And the reason I won't trade short is because um, I just, you know, again, if you want to read up about it, Shorting, there's no like limit to shorting. You can say, hey, I'm going to put by, you know, 400 shares short. Well, those 400 shares, you actually have to buy them at some point. And if the stock continues to go up like Tesla, 
you may get killed because you may be forced to buy at an unlimited amount up and then your margins get called. Then there's a lot of issues there. So I typically don't short. Well, um, there's a company out there, um, Axis, A-X-S, I believe is their name. Uh, and they came out with a few single stock ETFs that are either levered or short. So TSLQ is one. Uh, and it started trading, I think it started trading yesterday. Um, it traded between 47 and $49. Its VWAP is at $48. Um, in pre-market, it's at $48.55. You have about 400,000 shares of this that traded volume over the last couple of trading days. Um, let's look at a one month. Let me see when it actually started. It started trading on 7.14. So about five days ago, it looks like. Um, you know, again, I, I it, there are pluses and minuses to this. This is definitely a market manipulation kind of thing. Um, I don't know that as an overall kind of strategy, I would say it. These are like your SQQQ, um, TQQQ, and, and all of those things, which are levered. They're levered with options. And this TSLQ, levered with options. It's a bear. It's a daily ETF. This is something that you don't want to hold. It even says it in the, the freaking name. It's a daily ETF. Don't buy and hold this one. Even if you think Tesla's going short for the next week, do not buy and hold this one. The fees will eat you up. Uh, TSLQ is one. There's another one, NVDS. NVDS is NVIDIA. Uh, 125 times NVIDIA bear. This is a short. Yesterday's trading range was between 43 and 47. These I can't chart on TrendSpider. I just can't. They don't have enough candles. So there's nothing that I can do that says, hey, this is good. Now, if you look at um, the trading that's taking place on Active Trader Pro, you can look at the candles, um, and the candles look super short. For instance, NVDS only traded 7,900 shares yesterday. So say you want to go in with 100 shares. Well, you're going to have a pro problem finding people to buy those 100 shares. That's in my mind. Again, if NVIDIA is going up, you're going to have a problem finding these because this is a bear ETF. So it wants it to go down. Then the next two are PayPal. PYPT is 15 times PayPal bull. So this is one where when PayPal goes up, this one's going to go up as well. It's a bull. It's levered. This is a daily ETF. Again, it traded 7,000 shares. I think these are kind of probably test lots that they're trading. Um, the bid is 29. The ask is 48. It's trading at 32. Probably doesn't have any pre-market. Now, PYPS is PayPal short, 15 times PayPal bear. This is another daily ETF. Again, this only had 973. So these are probably upcoming. Uh, I will do a Google search and find out if I can find out more about the sponsors of the, of these ETFs. He was on CNBC yesterday. He was talking about these um, there is some question from the SEC whether this is good or bad. Um, because, again, you're paying fees. Remember, even in UVIXI, even in uh, SVIXI, uh, even in UCO, UCO is taking a shit ton of fees. Um, UCO is a, a ultra Bloomberg crude oil futures contract. And 
they're pro- every time you buy and sell this one, they're taking a portion of your fees. For every month that you hold it, they're taking a portion of your fees. Um, you just get basically this one to trade up and down. But overall, it's a losing strategy. This is not something you want to hold on to. So, um, you know, oh, by the way, um, the max drawdown in one day over the last two years, I guess it was COVID, was 60% in UCO. <laughs> um, that's the max day drawdown. So, again, use these ETFs. I'll post something on Twitter, probably not on Instagram, um, because Twitter is just a better uh, platform for it. So, follow me on Twitter. Um, but I think these, these, these are new tools that you can use. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for listening. I think today's, today's stock, if I were to say, Hey, I'm a gambling man, I am 52 years old. I I think I, well, I'll be 52 on August 10th. So wish me a happy birthday on August 10th, but I am 52, uh, in my forties. Would I take the Netflix trade? 100%. I'd be putting 10 to 15 grand into Netflix thinking that I'm going to make 1500 bucks uh, at some point, this thing's going to pop up to 240, um, 220, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, and I think it would pop and I would take that chance. Now I'd have a 5% stop loss on this one, meaning that in after hours, I would have an open order to sell at a certain price down uh, and take that loss. Again, you have free trades. If you have after hours trading, fantastic. If you don't, find a brokerage that will allow you to do after hours. Um, I had some question about, hey, is Robinhood good? Robinhood is not great. Um, the reason I, I went with Fidelity, I, I've never had a Robinhood account, but I have people that I mentor who have Robinhood accounts. And they always have problems. Always, 100% have problems. Um, and it's problems getting your money out. Uh, it's problems with fees. Um, and it's problems with... They just don't teach you how to do stuff. They give you fireworks with the trade. But Fidelity, there's a morning meeting. Like if you don't want to listen to this podcast, you can go to the the video um, Zoom call that they have where they go over the entire market. They go over some stocks. They don't do it in detail like I do. Uh, But you can watch video. It's great to sit there and watch it. And it's free if you're a Fidelity customer. Um, you have a financial advisor that you can call up with questions. I ask them questions all the time. Uh, depending on your the amount um, that you have with them, I have access to certain people within Fidelity for free. Um, I also get TurboTax for free because I'm cheap. Again, I live a very cheap lifestyle, but they give it to me for free every year. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to go with Fidelity. If you don't like Fidelity, go with TD Ameritrade. This is kind of in my order. TD Ameritrade is amazing. Their Thinkorswim platform is fantastic. There are YouTube videos out there for both Active Trader Pro and um, Thinkorswim. Thinkorswim is just an amazing. If you don't want to pay, say you're just in this and you want to, you know, kind of uh, simulate TrendSpider, but you don't want to pay the four to eight hundred dollars a year for TrendSpider because you're just not that serious. Thinkorswim. Very similar platform, and they don't charge you for it. It is an unbelievably powerful tool. Um, Robinhood, nothing like it. You have an app on your phone. That's it. Robinhood is trying to get into this game, but they are trying to do it for the millennial generation. I think a lot of you may be millennials. Jump into our boomer, our boomer heaven, <laughs> which is more information empowers you. And and again, 
Google, look it up, Thinkorswim, uh, Active Trader Pro. Ask me questions about it. I've had both. I've used both. Um, the, the reason I went with Fidelity, and again, this was a very personal choice. I had, let's say, I had Merrill Lynch, I had E-Trade, I had Schwab, I had um, Fidelity, and I had TD Ameritrade. I had all of those brokerage accounts uh, all at once, and I went and used all the tools. I used Thinkorswim for, for quite a while. Um, and I went with Fidelity A because they were giving me an incentive to move with them. Full disclosure, they gave me money to move my money over to them. Uh, and yeah, when you have money, people give you money to come and do business with them. So they gave me money. That was the first reason. The second reason was I love their tools. Uh, Active Trader Pro was a phenomenal tool uh, when I moved over to Fidelity. I think it was like three or four years ago. It was before Robinhood, um, but I moved 100% over to Fidelity. Loved Active Trader Pro. I loved Thinkorswim, and it was a difficult choice. But in the end, um, Fidelity has the morning meeting. Fidelity has the advisors, uh, and Fidelity gave me the incentive to move over. I don't know if they'll give you the incentive to move over, but they definitely will give you the morning meeting with all of the tools, uh, and they will give you the advisors. So think about it. And again, uh, my guidance to a lot of you is think of any fee that you pay as trading a stock. If you're going to research a stock for five minutes and put your money into it, you deserve to lose money. Um, you'll get lucky and you'll make money every now and then, but understand where you're putting your money. Just like when you pay taxes, understand how tax systems work uh, and how you pay taxes. For instance, I didn't know for years uh, what a marginal tax rate was. And I just thought, oh, okay, at the end of the year, I'm paying 19% or 17% of my taxes um, out to the government. Well, had I been, you know, actually optimizing, I may have gotten that down to about 15 or 13%. Um, you know, had I been maximizing my portfolio, and I tell this all the time, uh, I I'm not a perfect person. Like I said, I'm a freaking idiot. Uh, I don't maximize my portfolio, but I know what I do wrong. Uh, and if I want to, I can fix it. So, you know, I, I make a ton of mistakes. There's a lot of mistakes that I make. But... Overall, ah, uh, second garbage truck for the recycling, just as I'm about to finish. Okay, so I've gone on for 46 minutes. It's a rather short episode today. Um, but again, I think Netflix, if you are younger, uh, I would say, you know, put some money. If you were, if you were going to Vegas and uh, you said you found out that, um, uh, you know, for the last six times, the roulette wheel hit red. Well, you know, what's the chances of it hitting black? Still 50-50. Throw that money that you would throw on red and you have that feeling onto Netflix. Again, I, I, my mind, if you're under 35 and you have the money to lose, do it. If that money is going to pay your rent, if that money is going to pay your, uh, your car payment, if that's money that you're using to feed yourself, do not freaking put it into the market. Buy an I-bond, you know. Um, with some of that money that you're, you have in savings. Play it a little safer. But again, I, I think in this market, you can, you can absolutely do the Twitter. The, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, te the, the Netflix. I'm looking at Tesla because Tesla's up. There ain't no way that one's holding up through earnings. Um, Proterra's up 3%. I've been in that one. Oh, crypto's going nuts. Ethereum, E-T-H-E. By the way, we went over this one. Uh, if you got into this one in late June, 
kudos to you. Um, crypto has been on an uptrend. $7.20 it was June 22nd. That's the algorithm uh, trade. $7.20. You're now at 1088. What's my buy-in on Ethereum? Ethereum, my buy-in is 4335. Whew. I'm down 75%. Yeah. I did not do that one, but it's a small lot. It's like a thousand bucks. It's not much. Um, but I'm down 70%. So it hurts. But again, it's money that I did not watch correctly. There's a gap here between eight and ten. We filled it. Uh, the next gap that you have to fill on the way up is 17 to 19. So uh, this has been going down all the way since September. I think I bought this. When did I buy the ETHE? Um, let's see. Uh, 1129. <laughs> 21. Was that its all-time high? Let's look. Um, 11. Let's load it. 1129. Uh, that was at its all time high. Yeah, no, its all time high was, yeah, 4150. God, why do I do this to myself? But GBTC up 2%, uh, Etsy's up 2%, the ARCs are up 2%. Um, your ARC G, ironically, you're still in this one. This one's been running. Like I said, if you got in this one, I, I, I kind of mentioned this one at um, June 21st. I'm looking because, oh, Macy's. Let's see how Macy's performed yesterday. Because I had mentioned Macy's had a MACD cross up at 1690. You're at 1741. Good trade. Good trade if you got in. You're at 1774 this morning. Great trade yesterday. God, that MACD. MACD crossed up, RSI went up, 1690 was your trade, and yesterday's day, um, 1690 was the low. It opened up um, 1690. You could have gotten in at 1690. You could have gotten in pre, <laughs> wow, pre-market at like 1680, but 1690 was the trade. It's the 3.6% uh, dividend yield. The dividend date was 7-1, so you're past that. Their earnings are coming up on August 17th. So I think you've got enough there. Goldman Sachs was up, you know, GOEV, um, that's a trade. I didn't watch Charlie's video last night. Uh, App Harvest, APPH, uh, did you get out of this one? Um, Lala, I hope you did because I think it's starting its downturn here right before earnings. Well, it's up at 398 it closed. Like I said, I think four is your kind of sell point there. Wait till it goes back down to three, and then you buy more. It's trading right along the nine and the 21. Um, the 200's kind of acting as a support level for it right now. But again, I don't, you know, before their earnings, I just don't see a catalyst that's throwing this one up unless they announce something crazy. Now, they are not hurt by the, the weak, uh, the strong dollar, uh, because my understanding is they only have, um, uh, greenhouses here in the U.S. So you may know more about this one, but again, wow, I went on another six minutes about absolutely nothing other than I'm an idiot. Okay, I will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, have fun. Good luck trading. Enjoy today. Uh, fingers crossed on Netflix if you guys take the trade. Good luck. Take care. <laughs>